Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer podcast on uh, was it Monday the 5th of May. We're sitting in the heart of East Croydon. Luke Tyrrell joined by Richard Thomas again. Richard, how you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good. We're, we're, we're actually located in the, the Port of Sorter, Port just around the corner from East Croydon. Apologies for the background noise. We seem to have some sort of like early 2000s. That's right, man. Hits, you, hits on re- you might hear a bit of Justin Timberlake, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, there's been all sorts going on in here. It's it, a, it, we're about to obviously go in and, and review uh, some of the games that have happened this weekend. Yeah, big, big, um, obviously big results for both teams. Obviously Liverpool uh, beating... Um, Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle and, uh, and Palace obviously beating Cardiff yesterday but they start at the top of the table then Liverpool's uh, 3-2 victory mm. at uh, Newcastle Rich obviously this was the, the late game last night um, where do you want to start mate? I mean you know what, what one thing I was um, I want to start with basically just on the on the topic of character I felt like yesterday was the biggest one of the biggest sort of hurdles that we've, we've passed because obviously Salah goes off after I think it's like uh, 75 minutes and it's like Salah's off Firmino doesn't start Firmino's injured already yeah. and it's like what like is 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 our challenge going to end here is it going to go out with a as, as good as we've done if we'd have drawn yesterday or even lost mm. which looked possible mm. we would have gone out of a whimper well, Newcastle were fired up to be fair weren't they I mean they, they, they were sort of up for, up for it now you obviously some secure Premier League safety and it's almost like a little bit like old cliche the shackles are off and they just sort of went do, for it do you know what they? the funny thing about yesterday was when I was watching Newcastle I thought that is Benitez's blueprint I could see how when Benitez was in charge of Liverpool yeah. how he sets teams up which they're hard to play against like he, he knows how to Basically, they, they were really on it yesterday yeah. and they gave us a, a really good game. But um, the biggest thing is that uh, what I saw yesterday is that we've got to this level now where we always believe. Like, there's no... Heads, heads never drop at no time, really, throughout the game. Um, I'm going to start off with, the, obviously, the first goal. Yeah. And we, we scored <coughs> actually quite early after about 15 minutes. Van Dijk, obviously. Unmarked header, wasn't it? It looked like a bit of a corner routine. You've where got to give the credit to his movement as well, to be fair, to make that space as well. Yeah. It was funny, he lost his marker well, very cleverly, mm-hmm. and he sort of like just ghosted in and he was like unmarked. He yeah. was like, boom, goal. Like, yeah. it's literally free. A bloke that size, so good in the air, there's only been one outcome there, really, isn't there? He's got to hit the target, and you know, if it's away from the goalkeeper, it's going to the back of the net. If he doesn't score there, it's a bad miss, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. And he gets in, he scores, and it's like early goal. But you know what, it is some. Sometimes with early goals, sometimes early goals are not always the best thing because it can make you a bit complacent. And so almost like oh, sometimes, I guess, also maybe not for a Liverpool team, but for certain teams, they might sort of then try and protect that lead as well. And that's what the game then becomes about. Yeah, yeah, it can become that, or it can become we feel like we're better than you, and we can just try and control the game where. Newcastle weren't having it. We we had it at the yeah. back a couple of times, and it was an incident game, like, wasn't it? I mean, it was back and uh, forth, wasn't it? You know it was what? A really it was good, a really, game, really I mean, good game of football. Newcastle really gave us a game. And um, one thing I like to highlight is uh, when when we were one nil up, uh, a couple of their players like Perez. I think he he was very good. That Perez, uh, he he's, on, he's, on, he's on form at the moment. Yeah, well, and he's really like, good. I think last week I was um, checking Sky Sports, and there was a uh, basically just an article on him, basically talking about his. Um, Sort of like his uh, his industry. He works very hard. He's yeah. like the, he he's recovered the ball because he, he's not the, the tallest player in the world, is he? So he, he sort of he, he definitely runs around. He sort of makes a nuisance. Of he reminds me a little bit of like Shane Long. Yeah, he's a problem. Yeah, he's a problem. Yeah, he's, he's, a problem. A, yeah, he's an issue. Like, he, yeah. He's like uh, he he's made the most ball recoveries out of any attacking player in the Premier League. I mean that that's that's a big thing. And Impressive. you talk about like even us, we got uh, Roberto Firmino, who is like a 
he actually turns into a midfield player when we haven't got the ball. He yeah. comes back and really helps out. But that Perez is very good, man. He, and technically, he's very good as well. Mm. Um, so we, we score, we go 1-0 up. 13 minutes, and then obviously Atu gets it back not long after. And gets it back. There was a controversial bit about, Contra- about Alexander-Arnold on the, on the line. Was it, a, was it a, a, a sort of handball? And had, had the ball not good in the back of the net, would he have been sent off, do you think? Put it this way, we were lucky that they scored. Yeah, I think so. We were lucky that they scored because, it, and, and I think because of the time, it was so quick. Um, in terms of the time before Alexander Alexander Arnold sort of gets his um, elbow yeah. to it, that they score, that it's like you know what, settled. The referee's probably made up his uh, made up yeah. the mind for the referee. He's almost playing the advantage to that extent. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. goal. There's no need to bring it back. If yeah. we had not, if they had not scored, red card. But, but I Alexander wonder though. I mean, so that rule is a bit funny. But I wonder. But shouldn't he have been reprimanded? Do you not think though? He should have been yellow carded. Yeah, that's what they say. The, 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 the rules I, is. I think it's strange that there was no sort of. He should have been at UCL Cardiff, yeah. but they can't red card him for it because the goal, the because, goal went in. Well, he, he, although he did deny a goal scoring opportunity, obviously the ball went in the back and then anyway. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Potentially a yellow card should have been issued. A yellow it card wasn't, should wasn't. have been issued, and a yellow card wasn't issued. And uh, that's interesting. It was yeah. a very, yeah, it was a very funny sort of, you know, because you, you, if you'd ask, I don't know, say for example, what, what would you like in terms of? Would you prefer a? Um, would you prefer just to score, or would you prefer? Red card and penalty. Well, mate, for me, for me, I, I, I'm a Crystal Palace fan, and you know I want Palace to win all the time. But there's always a part of me when the opposition get a player sent off that I think, especially at what time in the game, mm-hmm. if we're talking 20 minutes in the game, it's yeah. like it's kind of killed it as a contest a little bit. So it's a bit of a shame, you know. It sort is. Of thing. So I'd always encourage referees to obviously as a last resort send players off. So keep all players that's, that's on the pitch. The, I, I think that's to, really good. A competition. I think. But there is a probably a percentage of fans that do think like that and another whole percentage of fans that think, you know what, would rather have the guy sent off. Right. But that's, to be that's honest with you, I do game, think though, is when a player gets sent off, it spoils the game. Yeah, it, it does, does spoil the, the game, there's no yeah. doubt about yeah. it because the other team's 1-0 down and they've got to be, they've got to obviously worry, work harder, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, so Atsu scores, it's 1-1. And then, and six, was like, it six or eight minutes later? Yeah, so about six or eight minutes later, I mean, Trent Alexander Arnold. One thing I want to talk about as well Great is I literally think that we have the best fullback combination possibly in the world. Robinson, Robinson, Alex, Alexander Arnold—they've got about 24 assists in the Premier League. Robinson or Robinson? I, I, Robinson, Robinson, Robinson. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's Andrew Robinson. Yeah, because a friend of the pod, David Hilberty, was was pulled me up on this before. Is like, well, how are we pronouncing his name? So, no, it up Robinson. 100%, 100% Robinson. Yeah, good. And. Um, We've just got a threat from our fullbacks. It's unbelievable the quality they've got. And what I love about it most is, um, and what I love about this season, even watching this Liverpool team grow, is that we've got Alexander Arnold, who's like 19, going on 20. We've got Robertson, who's about 24. So, I mean, these players are Once nowhere the near their prime. Yeah. They're, they're literally like growing. So they're only going to get better next season. But he, um, he delivers a great ball in, doesn't he, for, for, uh, for Salah? Oh, no, he delivers a great goal. ball in. And, and, and Salah and does Salah, well. Salah takes it beautifully. He, he sort of twists himself a bit like a pretzel to get to that sort of position, doesn't he? To, he it, just, it, it's a very unnatural it, looking it, sort of position he gets to. It's a finish that sometimes I'm not sure if Kate, um, Salah is capable of. Only because he loves his left foot so much. Obviously, yeah. he's left footed. And sometimes you see him trying to work it onto his left foot where, really and truly, sometimes you've got to take it on your right. Yeah. But I can see, obviously, his left foot, he tries to take it. But that, that finish was beautiful. He like used the, the pace of the cross just angled it 2-1 I'm sitting there like yes 2-1 happy days and then um, I think it is literally Rondon. shortly yeah, yeah Rondon yeah. like shortly after half time 
Um, I mean, he, he's you know, a little word of wonder. I think it was about ten minutes after half time. Yeah, ten minutes after half time. I mean, a little, little, little shout at him though because I, I really like him as a player. I think he's like you say, he's a nuisance, but he's a big lump as well, so he wins a lot in the air. He's almost a bit of a throwback in that sort of. He's a bit forward. of a throwback. He's a bit of a like throwback. That. He's that, he's that, that guy that you can like. He holds it up so well. Yeah, and you like, you almost wonder that if he was <coughs> at a, a, a more successful club, no disrespect to Newcastle, but you know, given their their plight in the last sort of. Year well, you know what the funny thing about that? Would he do better? You know, you have to ask that question. I mean, because he's, he's got the attributes, I think, to, to be a, a, a great player. And if, if he's surrounded by people that give him the, mm. the service like the big clubs get on a regular basis, yeah, I think yeah, he'd yeah. be scoring 15, 20 goals a season. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the funny thing about that is he didn't, I don't think he had that many offers, except for like when Newcastle came, because he obviously got relegated to West Brom. It was a swap deal, wasn't it? Gale went the other way on loan, yes, and Rondon yeah, yeah. came on loan. I think they want to make Rondon per- permanent, but yeah. obviously with Newcastle, there's a talk of funds and what is going to happen there. But well, from what I heard, though, there wasn't actually that much interest in him. So, I mean, I really? think Rafa oh, Benitez needs to be credited. He is like a... Rafa Benitez is an outstanding coach, man. Outstanding coach. In terms of working with his resources and not having the financial backing that some of these, like if you look at Bournemouth or... Even you know Fulham who have gone down, they they spent much more than Newcastle. Yeah, well they, they they spent their entire TV money and they got money themselves. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but uh, obviously they came up, so Newcastle are a bit more established. But what yeah. Benitez, I think Benitez as a coach is a brilliant coach. And Newcastle are lucky to have him. Yeah, I, um, I think a lot of people have been asking, is he going to stay at Newcastle? You, you, yeah, we've had this for the last three, four seasons, haven't we? Sort of Newcastle with the whole mm. sort of, oh, you know, give him money or go, and he doesn't ever go, does he? But no, no, I suppose he, like, maybe he's probably for the got one decent wage. Well, well, he'd probably be getting, you know, getting a decent wage, but at the same time, I think he's probably just biding his time and waiting for the right offer to come in. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about Benitez as well, he's very much a, a, a the fans. The fans have got him. I feel like Benitez would Benitez because yeah. even when they went down, they were singing his name. They 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 love him, and I think I think that's a depending on a manager's personality, that could be a very big thing. Like if if the fans love you, they cherish you. They're like back, you know, you, they they can sway you to say, you know what, let me stay. And the thing about Newcastle is they've got, they've got fans, everything in they? place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, big, how much, big stadium. What city stadium was there? What is it? 60 or 54, that's, 60. I mean, it's a huge place, but I've been there. I've, yeah, been, I've been to Newcastle away, and you're up in the heavens up there, mate. It's, it's, that's it's what I'm like saying. watching ants down there sometimes. Because <laughs> they were talking about um, when they, I think the commentary, uh, Martin Tyler was talking about it. Like, obviously, Liverpool have been to um, the New Camp, yeah. like, only on Wednesday, but the Newcastle Stadium is high up. Their fans and everything, like, they, they've got everything is there in place for them to build and be a very good club. But yeah. for whatever reason, obviously, Mike Ashley has been a lot of. Like he, he is he investing as much as he should be, yeah. and um, it's a pity because I think if they had the right owners, they've got everything in place to be great. But um, anyway, but, 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 it's but, going but, off track. Going no, back but, to but, Liverpool well, game. Going back to the game. I mean, before before, yeah, back to the be, before the third the third goal and the winning goal, we just wanted to touch on a bit on on obviously concussion because Salah obviously went off injured. Yeah, he, Salah went he, off injured. He, I mean, he collided with uh, Dubrovnik, didn't he? And what and what, what um what it, I think is this whole sort of discussion I'm around you concussion what, this week? Look, this is. The best Liverpool team I've ever seen. It's the best Liverpool team I've ever seen in my life in terms of um, quality, mental strength, um, desire. It's the best Liverpool team that I've seen because what we do is like we never give up now. It's like we always think we can score. And I think that, that, like I say, if we hadn't scored yesterday and it would have been a draw or worst, even worse, Newcastle would have got a win. I mean, we would, it would have ended with a bit of a whimper. And what I don't understand, uh, what I don't, really don't understand, like broadly, is 
the way a lot of fans, there's a lot of opposition fans that don't want Liverpool to win the league. And uh, I cannot, you know, maybe because they think they'll never hear the end of us Liverpool fans, but what I don't understand is that we're the only ones that have pushed City and made this interesting. If it wasn't for us, this City, the, the league would be shit. Like, in terms of winning the league, it would be boring. It would be like, oh, Man City has gone away again. So, I mean, I think we deserve credit for at least trying to keep it interesting. I agree with that. But the, you know what I'm saying? the point I just wanted to pose to you there, and it uh, was obviously that Salah collided with the keeper. Yeah. There, was, there was this talk about suspected concussion and obviously head injury, and that's why he went off. Obviously, in the midweek at the Tottenham Ajax game, we had the whole thing with Vertonghen around him being let back onto the pitch, and obviously he wasn't fit to play again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot been, been a lot of discussion around concussion in, 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 in football and how it needs to be treated. You know, Peter yeah. Cech, obviously, that brought it to forefront about 10, 12 years ago when it was, and he started yeah, watching yeah, yeah. the helmet, wearing a helmet and things like that. So it's interesting, there's, there's even been talk around potentially, you know, because now in extra time, obviously, you're allowed a, a fourth sub. Should they mm. allow this fourth sub or even fifth sub if you're next time for concussion? I mean, what what are your your, your, your yeah. thoughts on that? I, I I feel like something like concussion. I say I say, why not why not uh, add that in where a, a team can make another substitution, mm-hmm. a full substitution for concussion? Um, the free sub rule is the free sub rule, and it's been uh, what, been forever. But I, I do obviously, feel like uh, obviously they brought in the fourth sub an extra time this year, obviously in certain competitions as well, which you're allowed to do. I, I wasn't actually aware of that. What, what okay. competitions can they bring? What was it? Sub? League Cup and FA Cup. I think it was. I think it was. I think oh, yeah, basically, I, I, when, you're going, when you go into extra time, you're allowed to bring the fourth, fourth, fourth sub. I think. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there's seven substitutes, I can't see why they can't make um, an exception for a head injury where it's like well, this, the, this, the player this is. is what saying. It yeah, could be so very dangerous because like, of the type of injury that. It is, mm. you know, it's not like a muscle strain or the bokes exerting himself by running for a ball and pulling yeah, his no, hand. This, this is a head I injury, mean, and that's what and Tottenham have actually they, received. They, on, they need they need to be sort of treating this as, as, a, as a special injury there for this mm. fourth or fifth sub, whatever needs to be allowed if they're in injury time. A fifth sub. Yeah, um, I mean Tottenham. It makes sense, really, doesn't it? It does make sense, and Tottenham received a lot of criticism for the way they put Tottenham back on. And mm. to be honest, when I was watching the game and I saw him come off, it looked a bit. Look messed up, do you know, yeah. in terms of he, like he, 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 he comes back on, but then all the, he needed like support coming yeah. off afterwards, yeah. like his legs has gone and everything. Yeah. I mean, I was in a whack. I was very it? worried about Salah when he went down yesterday because I thought he looked like the Newcastle players, wasn't it? I mean, they were straight away, they were over. Yeah. Then you he'd been hit in the head, and I think probably probably what happened on Tuesday that was probably fresh in their minds as well. So everyone was sort of reactive, which is brilliant, obviously, and good to see. Yeah, no, it's good to see. I mean, it's just actually like you know, head injury, you can see what. For example, what happened to Peter Cech where yep. he had a head injury and he's had to wear this head mask for the rest of his career. And it shows that these head injuries are serious. Um, but going back to the game, so when, when Salah goes off, I do think to myself, I mean, it's funny because I've seen us come back so many times or score so many late goals this season. But at the same time, I still had in my mind, is it over? Is this is this the point where, because it's all about mental strength, your yeah. top, your top score, goal scorer goes off. You really haven't got your main striker in Firmino. I mean, you're bringing on Origi, Sturridge is on the pitch, you're bringing on Shakiri, who hasn't seen much game time in the last, say, month, two months. And you're really questioning, can we really pull through this time? And we've pulled through so many times, but to see us get that last, that goal in the 85th minute. 86th minute, wasn't it? I think it was. 86th minute. But, but this, this time, and, and, obviously, and, and, what led up to that was, was the free kick, obviously. And the free yeah, yeah. And I want to go into this free kick This is yeah. interesting. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't really know what I I'm going to say. you and I might have different views on this. No, no, no. I mean, okay, the interest, well, the free kick was never a free kick. No, it might, the boat just threw himself on the floor. Fabinho just threw himself on the floor. Kick Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt Richie's having a go at the liner, like, what's going on, mate? You're literally two yards away from me. How can you give that as a free kick? There's no doubt I watched the Fabinho go down again. And it's not a free kick, but sometimes 
luck goes for you, you win a free kick, he goes down, you can see when he gets up he's got like a bit, not like a smirk, but it's like, fucking hell, I don't know how I won a free kick there, but he's won a free kick. <laughs> he won it because he threw himself on the floor. Yeah, he yeah. threw himself on the floor. And um, what is really interesting about that free kick is, uh, Newcastle got quite a deep line, and Van Dijk, he literally, the, the free kick's about to be taken, it's going to be Trent Alexander arnold Van Dijk literally points and says, no, Sh- Shakiri." You go over and take this and take it in swing. In swing and left foot. Yeah. Left foot. And, and it's, it's crazy how, um, and that's the great thing about having leaders in your team. If you've got someone who can say, you know what, no, you do, like he, he, if we didn't score, we didn't score, but he's took it upon himself to say, you know what, I think we should have an in swinging free kick. And it was a big moment. Like he, he said, look, Shaq, you take it, goal, three, two, and all of a sudden we're ahead. And it's, and it's uh, it was amazing. When that goal went in, it was more relief. I didn't even feel, I know, I know. Obviously, at, at, at the I full, did go crazy, but it's more relief. Had the full rule to, to to see out the result as well. But I guess Newcastle fans could feel aggrieved, obviously, because they felt that it wasn't know, a free kick. But you've got to defend the free kick, then. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's like we've had every, everyone has decisions against them, but then there's a free kick. But it's not like it's I don't know, like an undeserved penalty. There's there's harsher things that can happen where you feel more injustice. Yeah. But in terms of a free kick, all right, you give away a free kick. Wasn't a free kick, but then defend the free kick. They didn't defend it. Um, Shakiri put a brilliant ball in and Origi I mean that's why I feel like it's almost if we don't win the league we don't win the league but I feel like it could be written in the stars and even if we don't win the league I'll be so proud of what Liverpool have done because we have gone toe to toe with City this this billionaire team Klopp is a like from far as I'm concerned he's a genius um, despite people saying oh we need a trophy blah 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 I agree that we do need to win trophies but at the end of the day we have gone so far we are like we, we've gone past teams like Chelsea who are much more established than us in terms of having the money having the players we've, we've our vision has got us to a place now where we are really up there and I mean when that final whistle went I felt like we are really there in terms of quality and mentality we, we, we like character you cannot doubt our character no bottle talk we are Liverpool we're there mate. so so I think I think from, from a neutral's point of view I think it's brilliant that it makes it sort of back and forth and obviously it's now sort of City's move and obviously they play Leicester on Monday night, don't they? And we'll yeah. touch on sort of the upcoming games obviously in the second half of the anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's sort of, it's great. Yeah, I mean, what, what's your view as a Palace fan in terms of looking at Liverpool or even looking at the league and seeing how things have panned out? Well, like I said, objectively, I mean, yeah. I, I mean I, I, obviously I'm a Chris Palace fan, I don't, you know. For me, I think I've said, I've said before, you know, it would be nice to see a club which hasn't won the league win the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, my, my gut is that Man City will do it. No, no, no but, to be honest with you, yeah, um, yeah. And I've said that, you know, since January sort of time anyway. So, um, but I mean, you know, for me, it, it, as a neutral, it makes it exciting. Yeah, and I agree with you that, that you know, had, had Liverpool not been challenging, then, you know, it would have been City running away with it. It's a little yeah. bit like the Danish Super League what we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about later on. Copenhagen have just been brutal with the season and just no one's come near them. But I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of, yeah, it, it's great from a neutral's point of view. But um, is, is there anything else you wanted to sort of to, to mention there? I mean, on, on the, the only thing I'd like to mention is I feel like, um, you know, for, for Liverpool fans out there, I think one, one thing Liverpool fans need to do is look at the overall picture and despite if we do end up which is a huge a big possibility that we do end up um, trophyless is that you've got to look at the team and be proud of the team and what we've done this season has been a huge achievement like we've lost one game against maybe the eventual champions um, we have showed great determination 
quality in a lot of different ways that a lot of people didn't maybe think that we were possible of actually uh, coming to this level. And I feel like, I mean, the biggest thing I'd like to say is that we're actually here to stay. I don't think it's like 2014 when we lost Suarez. Uh, going back to 2008, I was our second sort of like title challenge. We lost um, certain players. We lost Mascarano, Alonso. I think this season, all of our top players are tied down to contracts. I think the biggest thing you would say is it's actually a project is what we're, we're on. And um, this is kind of like only the beginning. So if we fall short this year, we will be back next year. It's not a case of this is a one-off. So to all Liverpool fans out there, we're here to stay. You know what I mean? That's what uh, I think. And obviously it probably, it probably feels extra special given the, sort of the comeback and from, from obviously the midweek result um, against Barcelona, which we, I mean, which we, we touch on in the, in the, yeah, in the second half of the pod anyway. Hello and welcome back to the Six Pointer Podcast. Um, we are back. We're back. We're now going to go into. We've still, um, we still got the pumping sort of early 2000s music going on here in the background. Apologies for that. You're hearing some old school pop stuff right so, about so, now. But, um, yeah, so, so right now, what I'd say yeah. is go from one end of the table to the other. But obviously, yeah, yeah. We, so we, we go right, right to the right to the other end. But we're, not, mean, we're not there, Brenda. This is my point because Palace are sitting quite comfortably in 12th position at the moment. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, I think you've been like in terms of previously. Palace have been that team who are, you know, they need that result to get out of it and you might not get a result to get relegated in terms of being in the Premiership previously. I mean, what was it like going to Cardiff? Like, you're now an established Premiership team, I would say. I think you've, when you're buying a, a centre-back for like 27 mil, you're an established Premiership team, if you ask me. And I think you've got quality in your team. I, I said to you before, I didn't see you going down and that's, that's what's prevailed kind of thing. But um, what was it like going to or watching your team go to Cardiff, a team who literally you could relegate them and you've relegated them. What was it like? Well, unfortunately, obviously, Palace relegated Huddersfield as well uh, earlier in, early in the season, a few weeks back, um, when we beat them at home. But, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's For me, Palace have, have been sort of... I've never really felt the fear of relegation, if I'm honest. I've always had faith that Roy would do the right thing mm-hmm. and get us out of the predicament that we're in. Or, 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 or close to being in. It wasn't like last season when we started the um, the season seven games, no points, no goals. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And obviously Roy came in and he did a great job then. Obviously took on took took on after sort of uh, four games. So still three his first three games of three defeats. But I think we played Southampton, Man City, and Man United. Again. Yeah, because I, I, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong. I'll One chance. Your, your def- um, start to the season wasn't that good. Yeah, we were okay, mate. So I think all season, or, all season, Palace's um, problem has been the home form. To be fair, the home away, form has been the problem. Very good yeah, away, yeah. not really that. I mean, if you're going to sum it up quite succinctly, that'll be it. But I mean, so going to Cardiff, I think we were, we were favourites. But it's not the first time that we've sort of played games since we've been safe. You know, mm. last year we beat Leicester five 0 when we were safe. You know, we beat West Brom and you know we beat St- relegated Soap last season when we were safe. All those games we were playing almost what, what some Palace fans would call champagne football. It's Roy Ball, mm. you know. What I mean, we, we were sort of playing it around, passing it around very well. You know, Kabai, Loftus Cheek, who were doing really well last season, and, mm. and that sort of playing. A, a bit of that sort of returned yesterday. I must admit. I mean, it was almost like the shack was off a little bit to an extent, but. Palace players well, you're they free can, now but they yeah. can express themselves very attackingly and against uh, and you're, you're two centre-backs uh, still out right against against the Cardiff team that is sort of obviously I don't know there was a sort of bit of feeling of inevitability about Cardiff because I think they lost it really when they lost to Fulham mm. um, they should, they needed to win that game and didn't uh, or needed to get a point out of it at least and they didn't um, obviously Fulham have been on a good runner up until 
yesterday, but yeah, it's 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 sort of um, they 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 put stadium was sort of like not full mm. you know you would have expected if Cardiff had the, the sort of the, the, any sort of feeling that they were going to do it yeah if they were going to have a chance out, of doing it yeah know, yeah yeah yeah. like get the full force yeah. you know um, to face Man United obviously as well last game of the season they're not exactly doing great shakes at the moment but mm. no mate to be honest with you yesterday we played a bit of champagne football some of the interplay and first half especially it was a bit like men versus boys it really was so who was your like you know I've, I've watched the highlights but who would you say is your the, the, Standout player of the first half, for example. I mean, who who really took it to Cardiff? Because I think Zaha, I, I see Zaha's goal was Zaha, class. Well, Zaha had, had uh, Pel- Lee Peltier on the strings. He was sort of he, uh, Lee Peltier, yeah, right back. You know, he used to play for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, he was he was once seen as like a big prospect, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, he was. He, he was. He yeah. just couldn't he couldn't handle it, mate. Honestly, his was but Townsend was really good. AU surprised me quite well. AU's so mm. not actually played uh, when he well when he has played this season. I've never been AU's biggest fan, but he worked really hard yesterday and. He made the second goal, but talk about the first goal. Obviously, Zahar nicks the ball from the outside. Who, as I can say, he'd been terrorising. Pelletier um, again cuts inside. Mm. There's a big gap. Zahar almost does this little shimmy, and it's, it's a, it reminds me of a goal that he scored against Brighton in uh, 2011. Um, and this was we were, when we were the, went to Brighton away in September. We were the first team to beat Brighton at the Emex, actually. Because they were unbeaten. Mm. Okay, random question, like. Really quick, like just say exactly what you think. Zaha stays or goes? Stays. Hundred percent, mate. I, I can't see that there's a club that can pay what we need. The price. How much do you think would be his going rate if he was to go? Well, how much is it worth to Palestine in the Premier League? Was that hundred million pounds, right? So you've got to be looking close to that. So you'll be looking seventy or eighty million pounds, realistically. And Man United get twenty five percent of that. That's what you've got to think about. Man United get 25% of that. Mm. So why would they even accept that? Because straight away, a quarter of it's gone to Man United. So Palace need the fee to be a certain amount yeah, to yeah, make yeah. it worth their while. Correct me if I'm wrong. Zaha signed the contract recently. He's, he's got four years left in his deal, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I think it would take something like 70 mil to get him out of that. But 60 but even at, then, at Palace, the minimum. Palace wouldn't accept that because 25% of that goes to Man United. Yeah, I know. I know. So, well, I think, I think Zaha must accept that signing that contract. You signed a four-year contract. And I think... He's at, he's at home now. Yeah. And you know also, what I mean? Palace are, Steve Parrish is very good at that. He tires players down to London contract. He's done it around Ram Basaka. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of suitors in for, for the summer. Yep. Palace don't need to sell him because he's, he's tied into a deal um, and it's going to cost someone X amount to, 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 to buy it out of well, You know what? Palace I think, won't sell him. You know, this, one thing I'll just say deal's right for yeah, them. Is I think even sometimes, even for yourself, you must look at your Palace. Because obviously, I've always lived in Croydon and I'm close to Palace, but I always thought. At one point, Palace were a bit of a yo-yo club, but they've recently sort of really established themselves. Six seasons of Premier and you got to be right? you got to be proud of that. That's a proud thing. Like I mean, you're literally every season Premiership, and um, it's it's crazy because I've spoken to some fans who some fans would rather the chaos of being in the Championship or the excitement of getting to the top and getting through and getting promoted, or you know, I mean. It's just crazy how some football fans look at football. Well, I, yeah, right. What would you prefer more to be the most mediocre team? Not mediocre, but you're building up, being um, sort of uh, what can I say? In the middle of the league, like where you are now, 12th. Or would you prefer the the chaos of getting up well, through think, promotion think, and playing the yeah. championship? I think. What I mean, you're, it's different levels. Yeah. What, you're, what you're referring to there is there's, there's been a bit of division between the fans this season. That some people think that the football's been boring and it's been a bit of a boring season, especially at home. And that's what mm. happens when you win four games at home all season mm. and you don't entertain home fans. When the majority of the fans are, because yep, yep, Palace yep. can only take three, four, 
thousand pounds away where there's allocation allowed because what is it twenty yeah. percent of the Premier League you're allowed fan allocation away yeah, fans yeah 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 um, so you only depending on what ground you go to you only allow a certain amount so more Palace fans at home obviously have not seen Palace win as much so that's why there's this little discontent for me mm. give me it's not me telling the docracy because you look at the fight for 11th at the moment mm. you know it's me us and West Ham in it but mm. all you've got to do is have that season where you consolidate early yeah. and then you can push on look at this season look at Watford look at Wolves who pretty much secured, secured European football do you know one team that's really impressed me is West Ham well, well, well Wolves well to be fair West Ham spent 130 million pounds so but they did but well, <laughs> in terms of their, their turnaround you know like Fulham shows that you can spend money and it don't mean shit perspective by getting it right perspective is West Ham mm. spent 130 million pounds or something yeah. Palace spent 10 and Palace are two points behind them. You spent 10 million? 10 million pounds or something. Who did you buy them for 10 million? Check Kalute from West Ham. And that's it? <laughs> that's it. That's We've got Max Mayer came in a free. Vicente Guayza came in a free. But it's let, so, that, so it don't necessarily, you know what I mean? So what I, what I think is you, you need to have that sort of season like the Wolves, like I, the Watfords have done, I, I, where they've consolidated I, early and then they've pushed on. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's what Palace can do. If they consolidate yeah, but, early, Yeah, no, definitely. But I, I do also think it's about uh, a club having a vision of how they're like you see Watford I think they've got a very good model where they can literally change a manager but because Sack of the structure season, yeah, yeah. yeah but because of the structure they've got in place they can actually go to that next place where the, the, the manager it's a continuation mm. they just it, you know I mean they get involved with exactly what's happening at the time and they accept what the club wants and that's how I think you get continuation in the football club Otherwise, you've got managers coming in with different ideas, different. And if if the manager doesn't get on in terms of with say the football director or the the the, the chairman, then there's a problem. So yeah, it's I, I do feel, I do feel like say, yeah. um, like even you know don't want to go back to Liverpool, but where we're at now has been a continuation of what we've been doing for a long time, and now we're finally at a place where we're not we're not a feeder club. Mm. At one point, our players were getting nicked every time we got to a certain place. Vast undercoming, but now I think we're at a place where we're, we've we've got so strong where. I thought the you said you weren't going about this about Liverpool again. Huh? I thought you said you weren't going about Liverpool again. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, wasn't. I was going to say anyway. So yeah, I mean, um, let's go back so, to so the, what's the highest you can finish now if you win the next. Highest finish is eleven because okay. because we've got a, a two two better goal difference than um, West Ham. Obviously, we need to we need to win and West Ham need to lose. What's your score? What's your game last last game season? Bournemouth at home. Bournemouth who, who can actually that's overtake that's us? So the lowest we can finish is thirteenth. And Bournemouth. Um, Do you know what the funny thing about this game is? Overtake us. The funny thing about this that's game is two point seven like, million what? pounds at stake there. Is it? Two point seven million pounds. Two point seven million for about one. That's, each that's, space. That's a premiership. But the funny thing about that is, I feel like a. Bournemouth are almost like the perfect team that you could play. They're the perfect team you could play at home considering you've got they such a poor home a lot record. Of goals. Because they come at you. Yeah. That's one thing about Bournemouth. Uh, give them a stick or whatever, but they, they literally play football where they want to come at teams. That's that's how they that's how they sometimes win good and sometimes they get bad. Yeah. You know what I mean, just to go back to obviously the game, we've got we sort of we start we said we're going to talk about the game. We went about a, la- a bit of a loop around it, but yeah. back again. But you know, obviously a few lineup changes of Palace with Patrick van Arnhout, who's not been in great form recently. He's dropped again for, um, for 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 Joel Ward, who came back and did a really good job. Um, Benteke got a, a head injury, so he was out. Batshuayi came in, and Max Meyer rightly got dropped for um, Jordan Ayew, who actually did really well. Um, we talked obviously about the um, the first the first goal, didn't we? But um, unfortunately, an old Liverpool, little link here for Liverpool, obviously an old Liverpool player, Martin Kelly, mm, um, scored an own scored goal. goal. Yeah, and yeah, I, I yeah. feel a bit sorry for him in this sense because I think that the ball was played across. He had to he had to go for it. He had to get mm. something on it because because he, he don't know what's behind him. Yeah. Obviously, he's mishit it. 
there's a question mark about the keeper because had the keeper stayed in his line mm. and there been communication there because you only got to assume that Kuwaita has not shouted to say leave it because otherwise Kelly would have left it yeah and, think, hit it. and, and if Kuwaita was on his line yeah he mm. would have taken the ball and that would have been not a problem or kicked I it think, I think it's one of the ones where the defender you've got to take responsibility and go for it and unfortunately he did which he did he, yeah. he hasn't he managed to sort of like connect with it properly yeah. and it's like it can happen to the best of defenders yeah um, I mean he's uh, to be fair I don't mm. want to think of Martin Kelly because he's been very good this season I mean he's grown I think I'm, when I'm, he's I'm, coming he's, I spoke on the pod before how I think he's matured into a really good centre well, what, what I was saying to you before is even when he was playing for Liverpool uh, he played a couple of games in like Champions League and sometimes with players you can have all of the uh, you know technique and quality but one thing that stood out for me about Martin Kelly was his desire on the football pitch he's like he's on it he's a guy that will give 100% yeah. and I think that it goes sometimes from a player from giving 70% that's got a lot of quality you'd rather you know I'd rather a player that gives 100% he's done, so I mean, I mean Martin Kelly so he was unlucky so he was unlucky but obviously it's a quick reply from Cardiff and this this is what I mean about it being two end-to-end games yesterday the Liverpool game was end-to-end for Newcastle and this game was end-to-end well. it was a really good spectacle obviously Cardiff had to go for it so, so they came out um, and I think Kuwait also made a few important saves throughout the game. And the difference we've made, I mean, obviously we talked about Alisson before on the pod around how the difference he's made for Liverpool. Yep. Kuwait yeah, yeah. for Palace has, has the same sort so of effect for Sente Kuwait, who's, who's coming yeah, in yeah, from yeah, Katate, yeah. got him on the free. Um, he's replaced Wayne Hennessy. Mate, honestly, he's been. He, look, not like we talked about Alisson. You know, mm. when there's, there's a uh, goalkeeper that can. That can get generate confidence. But also win you points. Mm. Yeah, literally win you points. Point. Literally win you points. They yeah. will win you. That's a, a big thing. I think last like, like week, last week against Everton, he he, he won us a point because uh, Seng Tusson had a, a back heel which uh, he excellently saved. And this week he made he made a uh, yesterday he made a, a number of great saves and a great addition he makes. And, and, and like we say, the difference that makes a whole mm. squad without having that goalkeeper. Um, but the second goal I want to talk about obviously was, was Palace's second and link up play, which I showed you as well. I was impressed with that. There was uh, I think it was a hard. To Luca then cut inside to Ayu, who nutmegs his keeper through to Batshuayi, who scored again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like it because Batshuayi went for a bit of a, a barren spell. I think obviously he won't he won't get played, and there was talk about Roy saying, well, he's not our player. He's on loan at, from Chelsea, so yep. obviously play Benteke because of the injuries come back in. And he scored again. He, he seems to have that sort of instinct in the, the six-yard box, isn't he? He's that, a real poacher, isn't it? That's why he's uh, a player that has always been highly rated in terms of you don't go to Chelsea for no reason. You don't go to Chelsea for no reason. No, I he think sc- he scored it's all that about goal environment. That won him the league, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, uh, West, West uh, West one, one, one player I was sort of not mirror to him slightly, but um, I don't know if you've been catching it, but uh, Tadic at Ajax. Mm-hmm. I mean... At Southampton, he was like, he couldn't really do much. He'd done a few things he in the a, He was a good player. He was good. But at Ajax, he's bloody... You know what I mean? He's, he's winning um, Champions League quarterfinals by scoring a goal and setting up a goal. And he's on... So I think sometimes with a player, sometimes a player's environment is everything to how they, what they can become. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, definitely. I, but, I, I, um, I agree with that, mate. It's obviously it's the players you play alongside. If you're, mm. if you're a striker, obviously, but if you're a striker, then it's the support and the, and the delivery and the service you get. Yep, yep, um, yep. So that's why Glenn Murray was so great when I said the promotion season because he had... Yannick Balassio on one wing and Wilfred Zaha on the, on the left and he was he was the big man in the middle just knocking yeah. him in for fun that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah 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 but I mean talking about Batshuayi yeah, as well yeah. before the, before the uh, yeah, half yeah, time yeah, as well yeah. he had a great diving header um, and Joel Wood had a great game played well filling in the left back we, we talked about these sort of dying dying actions in the game you know the overhead kicks the mm. lobs the diving header there was a great diving header from Batshuayi yesterday which is a great well, a great save from well, yeah, 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 who I think he deserves to stay in the Premier League I think he's a very good goalkeeper 
made a great save, but I love a diving header, mate. And that, that was, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. diving header's a classic, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, you can't beat a diving header like a good, a good... But I think it's, it's weird Ever how... scored one yourself? Um, I scored... No, 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 I haven't. But I scored <laughs> a mean... Like a talk, talk, talk us through the best goal you've ever scored. Go on. Right. They're talking park I'll days. tell you what, I'll tell you what, this is the goal I scored where... Eight, eight, eight to 14 this, age range. This is the goal I scored at um, Sports Day. <laughs> sports Day? <laughs> I was 15. Now seriously, this goal. Ball over the top. <laughs> I pulled off the defender, innit? Now I pulled off the defender. She wasn't looking. I pulled off the defender and I won the shiver. Like, left foot controlled on the, on the fire. Well, yeah, it's on the fire. Like literally, I, I, I chipped it up for myself to volley it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I kid you not. All over the top, on the fight, first touch, chipped up, right foot volley, top bins. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking was there, was, was there a net? Was there actually a goal? There was the actually, it was a, what are you talking about? Uh, seriously, uh, take a bit Because I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, I, I, it was a serious game, what, man. What? It was like, um, oh, we, okay. won, we won the tournament that Because my first goal, it was literally, I'm thinking that. I don't that, care. I'm thinking <laughs> that. Sit through that shit. My first goal, it was down the park, and I'm talking like bikes upside down for goalposts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delivery in, I think with my brother or even John Eamon's <laughs> diving header, back post, I went mental. Yeah. You know one of them goals when it connects and you just go, <laughs> yes. and you go I, I lost my shit. I was probably about 11, 12 years old. At best goal I've ever scored. Nah, nah, nah. You know what? Well, well that, that's sort of aside from the goal also I scored in a charity match in uh, May 2010 at Sellers Park. I was playing mm. at Sellers Park in a charity match um, and I scored a, a great goal ball, came to me. I mate, I tell you what, it was never offside. Mm. It was never offside, but it was given offside, I was gutted. I've, I've actually got the replay, <laughs> no never way. offside. VR was Fuck needed back then. I started celebrating, I ran off. I nearly took my shirt off and then I saw the flag. I was like, fuck. Well, you know what, you got to take it on the chin, innit? You know what I mean? But, Heartbreak, um, mate. But you know what, I've got the video evidence, and the fact is, I still scored at Sellers Park, and the lino was corrupt, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but let's go back to the Paddis game. Yeah, um, I mean, so, so obviously you won 3 2, and uh, the, the Townsend goal was obviously the highlight for me, I think, to be fair. Because he, yeah. he sort of, I, I think I sent it to you, didn't he? He ran down the wing, mm. didn't he? And then he sort of cut inside um, and managed to sort of fashion some sort of space where he sort of. I mean, it was the, the most minuscule of sort of angle to get it in, to hit the inside of the post, where, right where the keeper's going to bounce across. Yeah, like, great he, finish, and he's, he's got that in his locker. It's great for him to see, to see him come back into the squad and scoring goals again. I think one thing about Townsend is you can't deny that he's a player that who can actually make an impact. I mean, sometimes you get these players that, all right, they're, they're, they're seven out of tens, they do what they're supposed to do, they're really good in their position, but you can't beat a player for me sometimes to, who can make an impact yeah. I mean this guy can do something different he might just score from 30 yards you don't know yeah. but you'd rather think oh I don't know then I know he can't mm. so I mean Townsend I think is a player who um, he's a productive player he might not be the most um, what can I say I mean there's a reason why maybe he's not like he left Tottenham for example Tottenham are at a higher level than Palace or Palace but um, you know but he's got something in his locker, which, I mean, the goal he scored against Man City. Mm -hmm. Goal of the season, man. His goal of the season. I and I don't think you get it. You can't, no matter what. Tell you what. You hit a ball like that tell from you what. about that, foot, that yard out and score. Crystal, Crystal Palace can have their own Andros Townsend goal of the season competition this season. Because there was that goal. There's also one at Burnley at home, which he scored. Um, he scored a couple against West Brom in the cup. Yeah, but none well. of them were better than that. No, 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 they weren't better than that. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's scored, scored some great some goals. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, really that's your point. He's probably scored yeah, about yeah. four or five brilliant goals this season. Yeah, he's, 
you know, I, li I like a player who's capable of something different. Yeah. Which, could, which would that goal obviously put Palace three one up? I can see the food arriving here, mate. Happy days. Yeah, um, days. yeah, yeah. But the She's last coming. last point I wanted to mention on just just on the on the Palace Cardiff game was Cardiff's uh, equaliser. And you know Bobby Reid. So I saw him when he played for um, Bristol City um, yeah. a couple of years back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, food is alright. Yeah. Oh, this um, is good. He played for Bristol City um, about two years ago, I think it was. Or maybe not even last year. They bought him from him. Anyway. Um, he um, he was brilliant, mate. Really good, um, and he came in. He came on and made a real difference yesterday, and uh, got the goal which which he, which he deserved. Uh, but seeing as the food are on, mate, I think it's a good place to, to take a break, isn't it? Yeah, we're so going to take a break, and we're going to come, come back, back with um, like we're going to talk about the Champions League. Yeah, Champions uh, League games coming, coming up. Yeah, the rest the rest of the Premier League action. And the rest of the Premier League action for next weekend. Um, and also, obviously, we've had some important news from Scotland, so we'll mention that. Uh, as well as the Danish Super League. So uh, join us in part three. Thanks very much. Hello, welcome back to part three of the Six Pointer podcast. Um, still here, mate. We're just going to cover off a few. We're going to touch it, on a few things. The last uh, what was it, results from yesterday, obviously. The early game was, what was it, Bournemouth, so it was Tottenham, Tottenham, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and... Um, I think uh, like that, that Ake won it in I think it was at the 80 was it 90th minute was that I think they finally broke Tottenham, minute, was that that minute? Tottenham yeah. had two, two players that off in the first half that uh, Hintz and Young and that was strange wasn't it because everyone's saying about him that was out of character for him to like lash yeah, out the yeah, way he did what, what do you think? You think it was a record? Oh, oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid to lash out the way yeah, he did. Obviously, yeah, get yeah, kicked. Yeah. I kicked. thought he could have been given a, slightly a, the benefit of the doubt. A player like him gets kicked all game because he's that sort of player. But yeah. the way you can't react like that way. Yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. That, he yeah. deserves to send nothing. And yeah. then Fife come on. And he got. He came at half time, and then he got sent off after the last fifteen uh, minutes, didn't it? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, but that was that was another red card, I think. High ball, wasn't it? And it was just sort of like he he, he, caught, he, he caught the bloke high, but then Ake won it in won it in the. Um, the 90th minute but one thing I want to mention that was that I don't know what's going on with Bournemouth in terms of their goalkeeper situation because I know Bicevic was out injured then Arthur Bork came back in for a mm. bit but they actually played a 19 year old Mark Tavers, Travers yesterday who's a Republic player for the Republic of Ireland under 18s 19s and 21s I think he has um, he looked he, he looked brilliant he he, mm. he he might be one to watch because he had a great debut through. mate he really did I mean because obviously facing Tottenham is no mean feat as a 19-year-old goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He made yeah, a yeah. few decent saves. He really did. He held his own. He commanded his area. Um, he's a great shot stopping ability. And no, good, good, good shout out for him. Obviously, yeah, other yeah. other result for the game was uh, games were what West Ham absolutely trounced Southampton three 0 Yeah, well, you know, like we were saying off off the pod earlier, we were, I was saying basically, I think West Ham have like you know Pellegrini's proven his uh, his. Uh, Quality in management to, to to be able to like you know they they obviously spent money but they've they've turned it around now and you can see that what he's trying to implement is starting to come through and I think I think th these days in football I feel like uh, everything's very short sighted everything is very like uh, well we always it, say yeah, average tenure of a Premier League manager is about eighteen months eighteen months yeah huh. and, and it's like very much like you don't get to if a, if a manager's trying to build something it takes time people do not understand this people want things um, instantly. And sometimes that instant success is not happening. It's, 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 it's almost it's, impossible to implement. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because you say people want instant success, but if you spend £130 million, you want to see results from that, aren't you? You want to see results, but I mean... The thing it takes time to bed in and that sort of thing, yeah. But, but at the yeah, same no, time, definitely. like... But it's, it's, that's what it is though. I mean, it's the money. 
You know, you say it's 130 the, it's, million, it's, but it's, it's like it's the need for instant gratification. You need yeah, to see results. You want to see, you want to see players come in and make a big difference, but I don't think it's as easy as that. Especially when you're, if a team's trying to implement a system, not all players going to come from abroad well, and be able not. to settle in as quickly. It takes a while for, for managers to get his, his, his sort of methods his, across. His thing, and it's all about. I think, I think these days as well. I think the biggest thing as well is behind it is uh, the whole system of the club. Like you can have a manager that implements a good style, but if the system, if the if the club doesn't work with him, yeah. then it's not going to work. So I feel like, like we were saying before, Watford, um, like Wolves, what they're doing now is like amazing. Like they've come from a championship, but they've got one thing they've got is a lot of teams haven't got is like uh, money. <laughs> they've all got money, they've, but they've, they've also got, got an identity. But they've, they've also, got an identity. They've also got a super agent who's sort of director of football or chairman or whatever he is. Mm. So he's obviously got a name of a lot of players. Well, so. they've got obviously a few Portuguese links, and they brought in at Matinho and stuff like that, but. To be honest with you, all... all um, they had a Premier League club you could, you could, squad last season, to be fair, didn't they? You, in the Championship. You, no, you can say that they, they, they probably did have like a very good players in the Championship, but... Except they made, they made all the actually firm, building a team. At the end of the day, build, having quality players and building a team is two different things. If you've got the right manager that could do that, and I think that manager's been brilliant for him, so we'll all respect yeah, him, well, and well, they well, might well, get Europe. I think they're in the show. Well, 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 I think that, mate, it's pretty much confirmed after their 1-0 victory over uh, Fulham uh, yesterday. I mean, it would take um, a miracle for them not to get seventh, seventh place Wolves. now because because obviously seventh place is available because um, well, this to be honest, Man City are probably going to beat Watford in the FA Cup final. Then they'll mm. go to seventh, the European place will go to seventh. Obviously, if Watford win, then obviously they get it. But I don't think that's yeah, that's, that's, that's likely. Be, um, yeah. But the only other thing that could come in is this, if Leicester beat Man City on Monday. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, Which I would love. well, you would, mate. But they're on a bit of form, you know what I mean. But it won't be an easy game for Man City. But come on, Leicester. In a come bit on, of form. If they do, that'll make it very interesting going to the last game of the season for both Wolves and for the, the title race as well. It'll open up the, the, the sort of European Man. race as well as the title race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if, if um, Leicester can get something off Man City tomorrow night, uh, it'll be amazing. In terms so of obviously, in terms of the title race, but I mean, yeah, Wolves. Like Wolves have got. A, I think they deserve a lot of respect. Spending money or not. They've, they've been able to actually build a team who uh, cohesively know every, everyone knows what they're doing. And you can have, um, you know, always Fulham is just the greatest example. Nine hundred million pounds spent, yeah, and they just they, spent they've got that straight yeah. down. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So but also, not, also they change. Money chopping, doesn't mean anything. Chopping and changing managers as well doesn't help them. To be fair, but, yeah. But anyway, but, so on to the, ne- on to but, the but, next. But, subject but, we're what go I was going to say is that now, obviously, you mentioned about sort of the next game. So let's look forward. Obviously, yeah. we've got the last Premier League games of the season, but before then, obviously, yeah. we've got the Champions, Champions League. League game. And yeah, obviously, you know we had we had Barcelona. At Liverpool at Anfield, and obviously last well this week, obviously we had we had the defeat. Um, yeah. Was it three 0 wasn't it? Barcelona, yeah, a messy masterclass. Three 0 and I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold having a bit of a, did you, bit of a nightmare. Did you watch the whole game? Yeah. I mean, one thing I thought is like second uh, half really good. I tell you what, good. I was just so. It's one of them crazy games that I haven't seen for a long time. In terms of, I was very happy with like how we approached the game. Like performance-wise, we were so good. Like a. Uh, Klopp made a bit of a decision to play Wijnaldum as a force number nine because Firmino's out, and I can see why he done that because Wijnaldum's like a, he's got a lot of good energy and stuff like that. But um, forgetting any of that, um, I thought we, we had a really good performance. The result was terrible. Three 0 was a terrible result, but as the performance goes, do, do you think we, any coming back from that? Do, 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 well, do you honestly the, think the, you the could do is, something? Salah might be out now because he got a head injury yesterday, so he could possibly be out. Um, but I'm never writing for anything at Anfield. I'm not just saying it as a as a Liverpool fan. But I think like we we 
we get an early goal and who knows well that's, that's the thing isn't it? it's, it's, it's going to be knows. a good spectacle in the sense that Liverpool have got to go for it, got to and, go and, for it. We, and we know what Liverpool are like on the attack the fact they're very good to watch attacking so if they can actually take it, take the game to Barcelona my, my, my concern would be that Barcelona is such a good team in every aspect on a aspect, counter attack yeah, they, they, can, they can soak up the pressure so they can easily I think see it and then just break and yeah there you go there's a goal and they take Messi off no, after of course. Like 60 I mean, minutes if they, if they score we need five so you know that's, that's, the, that's the predicament that we're in but I mean I think it's a it's almost like a it sounds a bit crazy to say but it's like a free hit we're 3-0 down everyone no one probably expects us to now come through it but now we've got to say you know what we're 3-0 down coming in let's see what you got kind of thing so oh, yeah definitely uh, and obviously there's the, there's the Tottenham game as well which we'll see oh yeah yeah Tottenham to- I mean Ajax Ajax we, we mentioned the Vertonga well? yeah we mentioned the Vertonga injury obviously earlier but obviously Ajax beat them 1-0 um, that, that, that's a game which is still very much obviously well, up for grabs in the second, in the second I, leg isn't it Ajax um, I didn't watch much of their quarter final game against Juventus when they knocked him out away but they obviously they knocked very out good. Real Madrid in the last 16 I'm thinking yeah. they, this team must have something no they definitely way, do and, yeah. and, and one thing they are is the number one thing is they're a team they're very good they, their one touch football is like it's like they've been playing it well, off the train. It, like, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's, almost, it's almost the, the sort of identical sort of Ajax ways. When you think about Ajax playing football, it's they're playing the Ajax ways. The white card, the, the sort of back in the days, the Overmars days, those sort of days when definitely. you associate Ajax with being European the, leaders. The, the, it's, it's almost harking it, back to those, isn't it? It's almost Definitely. It's almost like the youngsters have embrace that young Ajax thing and the way they're moving the ball is like on another level yeah. I mean they're not in the semi-final for no reason the way they move the ball is very like spontaneous like we just go, we do whatever feels the best pass to do and it's very unorthodox is the way I'll say it Ajax played very unorthodox very unpredictable that's why they score they, they, I think they're quite they've been a they've got a great away record in Europe this season because they the way they come forward is very unorthodox you can't predict what they're going to do and they score goals and um, all credit to them because they haven't really got like no standout performance. It's, yeah, it's, all, it's almost you know like I mean? they've, they've adopted a, da- a sort of German sort of influence. To, I mean, Ajax have always been a sort of uh, sort of team to bring for their own youngsters. They've got a great sort of youth academy in the catchment area, and you know you've only got to look at sort of um, the, the Premier League to see sort of Ajax players and academy players dotted around. You've got Sanchez at Tottenham, mm-hmm. Jerry Reader at Palace. Right, he's not been given much of a chance, you know. But, I mean, you've only got to look back for the history to see sort of, that's where they bring through. But it's, it's, it's nice to see that sort of implementation in football. And, and that's something which I enjoy. You know, I mean, we're touching the Daily Super League later. But just, just, just to a point that, you know, I think one of the reasons I also enjoy watching Esberg is that they've got sort of eight, eight, I think the last game, eight of their 11 players are actually brought through their academy. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you like to see. You know, you like to see players come through, give them the chance and give them the opportunity. Um, so yeah, obviously things very much up for, up for grabs in Yeah, yeah, so basically, game, basically yeah. My, my, my prediction for that game is I feel that we'll beat Barcelona. I'm, I'm saying maybe 2-1 Liverpool. Um, if, if it's something crazy, I feel like we could possibly do it. Then I'll say something crazy. My, my second prediction will be 5-1 Liverpool. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a betting man, is he? 50p on that one. I might put a little 50p on that 50p one. On that one. Anyway, right. we're going to move on to. Um, well, well before, we, before we sort of preview the, 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 sort of the final games of the season, it's a little note to, to obviously Celtic have won the uh, confirmed their winner of the Scottish Premier League yesterday with a 3 0 win over Aberdeen. Congratulations to them, obviously. Which has been. Neil Lennon. Which, which has been exactly very good, the fact that Lennon's come in and he's taken over from Rodgers in a time of sort of turmoil where. You know, uh, you know, many of the Celtic fans uh, would, would say that sort of um, Rogers sort of ripped 
well, trying to rip not the heart out of the club. Maybe it's a bit too sort of uh, melodramatic. But, 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 know, but, but he left, he left he the club. Left the club. He took a lot of staff. He took a lot of staff with him, and, and, that, and that sort of to them to sort of carry on. And, and you know, I think it was Lustig, um, it Simonic, and, and Edward got the uh, Edward got the goal. And that Edward, he's, I saw him play uh, Leipzig uh, in December, November last year. I went to a, a game with my friend David up in Scotland. Um, and uh, he was brilliant. He's a big unit, you know. He came from PSG. He came with a big price tag, but I think he, um, he's he's certainly one to watch for the future. You know um, what? One thing I'll say though is like you know, the real pity I feel like with the the whole Scottish um, division is just like the, the the difference in the money. You know, of like course, it's they, TV money, they, isn't it? If yeah. they had a bit more, especially like Rangers and Celtic, because I think even if the the two top Scottish clubs had a bit more money, they would be able to compete more in Europe. And it's a pity that they haven't. Um, but but I think but it's credit to those clubs that therefore they adapt the way that they um, act to, 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 to sort of make it work for them. So for example, Celtic know that they buy these players from PSG and everything like that. They get them for a good couple of seasons, develop them and sell them on for a higher fee. And in the absence of the TV money, that's how they get the income which they need to sort of sustain themselves to get through to the, to, the, to, the, to the groups definitely. league. Groups uh, version yeah. of the Champions League and things like that in the Europa League and, and actually push on. Yeah. So, so you've got to say credit yeah, to those clubs yeah, for being no, able to adapt. Credit to that for way. that, but I feel like you know they'll never be. That's why Rogers, for example, couldn't like leave Celtic in mid-season to think. You well, know what? Gonna, he, he could have stayed and done the trouble. Trouble. He could have stayed and done <laughs> exactly. But the fact that he left says even more. I, 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 I still think that he could have waited until the end of the season. I, no, I think he could have. But I think I think what. Um, Leicester, maybe they had a vision and they wanted him to come in mid-season oh, to I think exactly what he's got. I think and Leicester, say summer he could go for it. Leicester the money. Leicester the money. Leicester the money. And they, so they could yeah, say, yeah, yes, yeah, here yeah. we go, you're coming for this amount. Yeah. And you basically make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so big shout out to Celtic, obviously, for winning the yeah, league. Well done, so but you, yeah. you wanted to touch on a few games, innit? Obviously, the last games of the season coming up, obviously, the last games of the Premier League season. I think well, you know, the playoff fixtures have been announced today. You know so what? One, one thing I'm, I'm so happy about as the players is that we've made it to, to push City to the last game of the season. If City win their last two games, all props to them. They've, they've done unbelievably well. We saw Leicester tomorrow night at home. Leicester tomorrow night. Away, sorry. Um, Was it home or away? It's at home. They're at home, home okay. to Leicester. And um, who knows? You know, but I feel like you know. But then, then they've got uh, away going to Man to, to Brighton, to Brighton which is, uh, for last day of the season. The and and one thing we've well, we've hundred percent pushed it to the last game of the season. No matter what they do against Leicester, they beat Leicester. It's going to go to the last game of the season where they'll play Brighton away. And uh, uh, I'm very got? content, man. I'm like I'm very happy. Like where we're at now, I feel like we have what Klopp's done has been amazing. Like to be honest with you, and, and you, you've got the toughest game to be fair. Isn't it? Home to Wolves. Home Wolves, to Wolves. Wolves. Although they've they've cemented. Seventh place, barring a, uh, a Leicester result on Monday. You know, I mean, they they, they might. Leicester, let's get it right. Wolves are a good footballing team, Definitely. and that's why I think they're maybe similar to maybe not similar, but along the lines of they, they're very good away from home because they they like they like teams that come onto them. If a team comes onto them, they can they can counter, and they're very good at playing football. So. Wolves will come at Liverpool. Wolves. It will be a good game, that's for uh, sure. I, I, think, like I think it's it, one of the one that Sky has cho- chosen to show as well. So put it this way, bro. If we go into our last game of the season, needing to win against Wolves to win the league, we'll win the fucking league against Wolves. Put it that way. That is yeah. certain. Pardon my French. 
do pull on your I'm going to have to. This is the second pull on the road, mate. I have to put the old explicit thing on it. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, we've got we've got Burnley, Arsenal, Palace at home to Bournemouth. Top four race is a bit mad, but I think top four race will be. Tottenham lost again this weekend, but they're still like two points. Nobody clear. wants a fourth spot by the looks of it, isn't it? Have they now? I said, no, I said nobody wants a fourth spot. No, no one wants a fourth spot. I mean, um, I think it's going to be Tottenham and Chelsea. I don't know what about else yourself. Is there. It's, it's Fulham, Newcastle, Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool, Wolves, Man U, Cardiff, Southampton, Huddersfield, Tottenham, Everton, and Watford, West Ham. Um, just, just something else. I think any of them sort of games stand out for you as, as something. Obviously, there's nothing well, right now. I, I think obviously the way the, way the Bottom three have now been. Where the bottom three? You know what? I swear, I think Man United have lost. I've just seen the message come through on my phone. Someone saying something about Man United today, but the way it, it was one the, all the bottom three has been been settled. Um, so it's only the top four. And for me, I think uh, Arsenal need a result, didn't they today? So um, today they're playing Arsenal. They're playing um, Brighton. Is it? Yeah, it's a late game, isn't it? Half four. So that'll be interesting to see how, how, how they go on Man United. So, so I'm just looking at it now. Man United have drew. Uh, it was one 0 wasn't it? Yeah. Away at Huddersfield one 0 and Chelsea have won. So I feel like like what I'm saying. So essentially, it's between. Well, well, no, Man United. They, I mean, no, they can't get. Uh, Man United have finished now. So it's between, it's between Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah, so, between uh, Tottenham. So that's like another season for Man United in Europa League. All United fans. Another season for you in the Europa League, mate. Oh, right, mate, this, not, this is getting a bit too now. Anyway, they're in the Europa he, League. He's free good, this is going to get a bit Larry now, isn't he? He wants to fight. No, 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 I'm just saying, United <laughs> fans never really like United, so you're in the Europa League. Fair anyway, enough. and um, I think it's going to be Tottenham and Chelsea, to be honest with you. That's a nice little interlude there, mate, to the um, European playoffs that I wanted to touch on in the Danish Super League. So yeah. I'm actually going to. But you're actually going to do a pod oh, yes. on the. Super League again on Monday. Monday, mate. Monday, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a pod, so I'm, I'm flying out to, to Denmark to uh, go and see the Esberg versus FC Nordsjælland game. Um, the European League playoffs um, for the Danish League started today, so it's Aarhus one, Aarhus one, and Sonderski one. Rainers uh, Rounders one. That's a two-legged tie. So the winners of those games will then go through to place to finish the team, which yeah. uh, play, play the team which finishes in fourth position at the moment. Um, well, it will be fourth position. Um, and then later tonight, there's Copenhagen, Bromby, and OB, Midtjylland. So, from my point of view, because I want Esberg to uh, finish third, uh, I'd like a Copenhagen and Midtjylland win there. But no, yeah, um, it's, uh, it'll, be a good, it'll be a good game on Monday night where Esberg play uh, FC Nordsjælland. There's one player who I think you're going to see a lot of coming in the future. He's, he's called Andreas Skov Olsen. He's a left winger, and he's scored something like 20 goals this season in the Super yeah. League. 19 years old. Yeah. He looks a, a real player. He's quite slight, quite little. Obviously, players bulk up over time, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the flesh. But obviously, hope to see a Esberg win anyway. And I'll do, yeah, I'll do a little pod. There'll be Jan Maslinhai out there, which I'll try and get on the pod. Uh, I'm also doing a bit with the um, communications officer from Esberg, but I don't know if I'll be able to get him on on the pod. But um, Jan, hopefully, he'll be on the pod, and we have a chat with him about Esberg and his season. So, uh, Danish fans, you'll be pleased to listen to that one. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up the pod, mate. I we've done, done it out, man. I mean, next week we're going to obviously uh, look back on the Champions League game to see if Liverpool could do the miracle. And you know what I was saying? I was saying it's like half time <laughs> Istanbul, mate. Half time Istanbul. Let's see what we could do second leg. Still all to play for, mate. Still all to play for. Wolves go down to the last game of the season, so it's going to be an exciting next week we've got coming up so you'll hear from us definitely will next yeah. week on the so pod enjoy, enjoy all the drama and the action and um, we'll speak to you next week take yeah. care we'll catch you next week see you later